So, forgive me if I am completely disconnected and off the wall, and if I lose it, we're just gonna have a good time for half an hour. Okay? Uh, we were going through the program, my daughter and I came to a Words Collide event last year, which was the eighth annual. And I have friends that are authors. When they found out that my beautiful daughter over there is hey. a wandering author and loves to write, uh, so she this conference. And I'm like, why have I never heard of that conference, right? I am a Calgarian, I was born here. And I actually am heavily networked. I go to multiple networking events in this city on a regular basis. I help small businesses build and brand. And it surprised me that I've never heard about this conference. So we fell in love last year. And after the conference, got hold of Randy and said, look, I'm noticing some things about some of your authors and your presenters and some things that I think maybe I can help with. So the conversation went like this. So do you think you could do a talk on it? <laughs> I thought, yeah, probably good. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I got a year to prepare, right? I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> oh, so that was about where it sat. And uh, I said, well, I'll touch base with you and we'll do this and that when I get back to organizing what the program's gonna be for the year and we get everybody together and we're talking about it all. And okay, no problem. And I left it. But hmm, they must have found somebody else. <laughs> and my daughter's going through the program this year. Mom, you're in the program. <laughs> this was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick you up from your grandmother's on Friday. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay, so we found out about noon on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to do something for y'all today. So here we are. I thought I had a year to prepare. I didn't. I had maybe about 24 hours because I sat in sessions and took in a lot of what you did. Which has been fantastic because there's been valuable, valuable information here. And I don't know how you guys can't go home with full heads. So at the same time, I don't want to overfill your head. But you're here for content, so I want to give you as much as I can. Speaking of content. <laughs> We, you build your content as you're writing. And that is what I want to talk about with regards to modernization of your website. Because authors, I'm going to just show you this picture. I don't even know if you can see it very well. This is on my computer. But if it was the big screen here, you would see online for authors, and it would say, build and engage your audience, but there's somebody hiding behind their book. So how many in the room would say they're an introvert? How many people here like to be online on social media? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, who has a LinkedIn account? Okay. And how many of you have YouTube accounts where you do regular videos? <laughs> this is modernization. <laughs> video, 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 video. Um, your readers want to see you. They want to know who's the mastermind behind the story, right? They want to see who created the character. And they want to see what you did for research. And maybe they even want to learn a little bit more about the character that you've created, or characters, right, if you're using a main character, than you're sharing in your book. 
They want more of you. Now, a lot of times people won't remember the name of an author. And when I talk about website modernization and video, we don't want you, they, we don't want your readers to remember the name of your book. We want your readers to remember your name. We want to brand you, not the title of your book, okay? Not just one book, maybe you've written several books. Maybe you write books, but you're also a graphic designer. Maybe you're also an editor. Maybe you have a life outside of writing. So there are services that go along with that that you can very easily brand and build a business out of it. So when we take a look at modernization, definitely video. Um, you know, definitely branding your name versus your book's name. Okay. And when we look at that, who here has a website? Okay. Who have you all have social media accounts linked to your websites? They're linked, mm -hmm. which means if you put a post on social media, you're sharing the link to your website with that post every time, not one time, every time. And with websites, we talk about ownership. And when you want to brand yourself and your name, you own your name. You own your domain. You own your content. You own your website. So from that point of view, there are a few authors that are my name dot wordpress.com, dot blogspot.com, dot typepad.com. You don't own your domain. You don't own your content. It's a third-party site. You don't own it. If it's built on the Wix platform or another platform that's not independent, like WordPress, and that's wordpress.org, not .com, you don't own it. Okay, so as soon as you make that content public, this is where we have the Google Analytics and they're sending you ads for stuff, they're using your content to advertise to you. You don't own it. It's out there, it's public domain. Okay, so that's why we say own your domain, own your content, own your website. So the shift from your .com, your, your name, wordpress.com or any other in between that .com and your name, we want to move you away from it, modernize your site. So, sorry, are you saying then that if your domain name is your name or your brand or whatever, .com, yeah. then you own the content on your website? Yes, depending but, on but, how you built it. But if it's your name, WordPress, whatever, .com, WordPress owns it. then you, WordPress owns your content. Virtually, yeah. Oh. If WordPress goes down, where does your content go? Yeah. If TypePad goes down, where does your content go? What happens to Blogspot? Uh, blogspot.com? If they're not around tomorrow, neither is your content. Right? So you have, yeah, you need to be on a platform where you can back up your own content and it's always yours. Right? So those simple, there are some simple systems to do that. Only buying your own domain name on somewhere like 
Uh, I happen to be a reseller for Bluehost.com. Okay, so there's there's Gator, HostGator, there's uh, Dream, there's tons of hosting sites and domain resellers, but you buy your domain, okay, and then you pay for your own hosting. So a lot of what happens when you're building a site and you want to minimize cost and you just want to be out there is that you're sharing a server with someone else on that third party site. That's why your costs are either free or low. You don't own it. They do. So you're monetizing their platform instead of your own. Mm -hmm. okay? With your content. And marketing, when you're marketing, that's your marketing, you have control of it. If it's on a domain you own, on a third party site, they can say, I'm sorry, you can't post that. Oh, you're a reseller for a product and you want that link on that site? No, sorry. You can't put that here. You can't say that word here. And they can control that. So we want to put you in a position of control. And having your own domain does that. So you buy your own domain, you host it on your own, you own your own website, you build your own website. There's simple things that you can use. Authors, they have templated themes for authors. They're designed for authors. And it's not that hard to do. It seems like a big job, but until you've done it, just like writing your first book, it seems like a big job until you've done it. Your outline, until you've done it. Okay. I'm totally new to all this. That's my hand. I'm sorry to say again. Maybe. That's great. I like that you're here. That's why you're, I'm, I'm here. How do you even own your own website? What does that look like? Okay. So that's you go to somewhere like Bluehost. You buy a domain name. Okay. And then you buy a hosting package that goes with that domain name. And you create your website using a theme. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how Just because you own a domain, you own a domain and create the content, then you own the website. Yes. yes. And you can download it at any point. There are backup services for that. Yeah. Okay. And then, so your content, mm -hmm. just like your book, right? Your your main manuscript is in a file on your computer, right? Yeah. Same idea. Mm -hmm. So is Bluepost like GoDaddy? It's similar. Yeah. I personally am a reseller for Bluehost. That's why I use them. Uh, but this, the, another reason I use them is because of their customer service and their they have simple uh, walkthroughs. When I when I buy my domain and I create my account, it'll pop up. Um, do this, do this, do this to create this page, to create a contact page, or this, and it'll tell me walk me through steps exactly how to do it. If I want to, I can go into the back end of WordPress and do it myself. And they won't tell you that you can't use that word or sell this product or use that link? No. They can't tell you what to do on your site. It's yours. Yeah. Hi. How do you Squarespace? Is it similar to Wix? It's a third party platform. It's similar to Wix. So what is my own domain that I'm bouncing it to? They're bouncing it through their their platform. I was going to actually ask, what, what if you buy your domain name through them? Again, you're using their platform. Okay. So it's like if I um, built 
a website builder software mm -hmm. and put it on my website and said, you can put your domain here. So it's the same as um, your publisher, for example, when they put a profile on their page. Okay, your profile on their page boosts their website, which is not a bad thing to do. However, you still want your own. You still want your own. I've, I've completed, I created my own website about a week and a half ago for a business, but I'm not, it's a writing business, but it's not author. Um, it's Host Papa, is that? It's, that's still a domain, um, where you, that's still a place where you can buy a domain and yes. host a domain. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> what yeah, sure. it is. Okay. So when you built your site, yeah. what did you use to build it? Uh, it was one, it was their free site builder software. Okay, so their free site builder software yeah. is probably wordpress.org. Okay. But double check. Okay. Because yeah. Nation Builder's one, and it doesn't look like one. So what would you use then if you wanted to build your own site? Well, that is, that's, it's similar. Just make oh, sure that their platform okay. is, what you've built it on, mm -hmm. is wordpress.org. Hi. For people who may not be familiar with the names of all these different companies, yeah. is it fair to say that if it's free or extremely cheap, then probably it's uh, something you don't want to buy, they'll own the content? I have an answer for that. Okay. Yeah, let me get it, because it was in the slide. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to put it up there. <laughs> so, when we talk about building platforms, um, I put together something about the cost of free, it's not free. So um, we, the way I phrase it is, your website is a platform, okay? That's what they're called, they're called platforms. Whether you build it on, uh, in conjunction with social media or other outside sites, basically your platform is what you own and everything comes back into it, okay? And the price of a free platform is, like you said, ownership, you don't own it, a third party owns it. No control, okay, privacy. You have the risk of theft, loss of your content, access to your content and changing the way your website looks when you want to, okay? And being found. You do not have the ability to optimize, tag, hashtag, drive traffic, be found in the same way you do when you own your own thing. So if you are a dot, anything in between, wordpress.com, your name, wordpress.com, type that, possible. You can't monetize it and optimize the search engines the same way. So when somebody goes to Google to find your genre, you're not gonna come up the same way. This is so, much, so important when you've spent so much time and energy into putting yourself in a niche market to not be able to be found the same way. Sorry, the question? What if you uh, hire a web designer? Well, you'd have to ask your web designer what they're doing for you, right? Like, are they building it on WordPress for you? Are they building it independent of these other third-party platforms? If you've asked them to build it on Wix, well, they're going to do what you ask them to do. Right, so it's having that clear-cut conversation about where they're putting you, for and and the cost. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Right. If they're going to do it really easy, 
It's not going to cost a lot. You might not have the maximum control that you're looking for. Sorry, there's just one more. Um, I'm just a little confused about the hosting piece. So okay. if my website's built on WordPress, but right. my domain is my name with nothing in between. Right. That's good. That's a good thing? That's good. So I can still use WordPress. I don't need to avoid them. I just have to make sure that I'm... So that, that, that comes down to the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org. Okay, good. Okay. So if you're building on WordPress.com with the your name .wordpress.com, you don't own the domain name. But if you've bought a domain name and you've bought your hosting package and then you've built your website using the WordPress builder, yeah. that's different. That's okay. And it's unfortunate, but it's very deceptive the yeah, way they... Um, so I bought mine on Strikingly, so I have my own domain name. Okay. But what I'm finding, like, like the idea of building the website that I managed to create on Strikingly, is it was slick. So, so you could embed video. You could like they, they have these rotating things. They have backgrounds that move. I mean, stuff that I never would have been able to create on my own. Right. So, isn't there the advantage of paying for slick mm -hmm. compared to the disadvantage of maybe not if if it ever goes down? So I would say it's like, you're talking apples and oranges somewhat because the advantage of having a website that you can do, it looks good, it looks great. Or having a business and building a business and building a brand and having a presence online that you don't have because this looks good. So you're totally sure that you can't do it in that context? With third party, you have to actually really have that conversation with them, check out your terms and conditions when you bought the package and designed your website. Um, then if I'm designing the website on my computer, yeah. what's good software for that? Well, this is, they have WordPress. See, when you buy a domain and you host it, you can, independently outside of those third parties use that wordpress platform to build your site you pick a theme that goes along with whatever you want to design and it gives you all kinds of options same video you can have video options depending on the theme that you pick maybe you want to buy you get all kinds of themes for free um, i'm just going to send you to a website here it's called onlineforauthors.org. Okay. So this website is not ready yet, but it has, the domain has been purchased, the domain has been hosted, and a theme has been picked so that I can start to build it. So what you'll see there is basically a banner ad and something that says words collide for today. That's it. So it's all that's been done yet. But I can do anything I want on there. How did it show up? So here's the other thing. It's like when you're building a theme, it used to be you had to pick something <laughs> that was mobile monetized. Well, now using their themes, they're all mobile monetized because they know that's where your audience is. WordPress knows that. Right? 
Okay, so where are we at for time here? Uh, 3.22, I got about 18 minutes left. Uh, so, where do I wanna take you? So the big, the big focus I want to, well, just two seconds here is, I want to put the focus on the author, you the author, not just being an author, not just being a writer, not just being a book promoter. And you're, you're a brand building a business and that business is your name. So that's the, the shift, it's a mind shift of I'm a business. What I, what I want to build and grow is based on your brand. Okay, so when we take a look at owning your content, it's very important to own everything you do as a business. Okay. Unless you're going to create strategic partnerships or joint ventures, and there's a deal for that, right? you don't start out with your business being owned by somebody else which is essentially what happens without modernizing your website and building it so you own it. Okay, you start a business that somebody else owns, controls the marketing and monetizes. So I um, had um, hired somebody who was just coming out of school to do three websites in 1911, or 2011. Okay. And I noticed um, one thing I got hacked all the time and it was $212 to get something to prevent hacking per year. The certificate, SSL certificate. Yeah, an SSL. Is that what it is? Yeah. So I've, I've got an SSL now for five sites. We've got three sites. Um, and when I started out, GoDaddy was the cheapest for nine bucks for a domain and now they're 20. Yeah. So I have to pay that every year. And then I pay a hosting charge every year. Yeah. So um, what has gone wrong since 2011? <laughs> What's gone wrong? Yeah, because I, I, I was advertising for a lot of penile enhancers for quite a while. So since 2011, how, okay, so you have five sites, three. Sorry, pardon me, three. And they're all independently hosted? I think the hosting is all three. On one plan, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So in that situation, what you what is happening here? Just so I don't know if everybody understands this, but you can have one domain name, right? That is your brand. Okay. So so your name. I have your name tag, but I lost it. Okay. <laughs> your name and your I'm name is Kathy. So Kathy has. Kathy.com. She has one website. KathyBrandBooks.com. Okay. KathyBrandBooks.com. And .ca. So when when that happens, okay, you route one to the other one. You don't build two sites. Number one. Well, I built three. One for my daughter's art, one for my writing. Like, what was the building? Anyway. So they all run under one umbrella. Yeah, is what you do. Hosted by one. Hosted cost. by hosted under one plan to minimize the cost. Same with your name. You're going to buy a domain name for every block and every service you have. If you have a book company and a graphic service design company, but they're all going to come under one roof, oh, okay. so that you don't pay as much for hosting if you were a one-off web domain name or website. Okay. Yeah. 
So that what's happened in the online world is that more people are there, okay? And more people are running bots, and they are running hacking services, and they're trying to actually get your sites come down because you, they want your domain name. You've got the name I want, so I'm gonna run a hacking plan that you don't have an SSL certificate to stop me from sending pushing to your site. And I'm gonna wait for you to let the site go because it costs you less than fixing it properly, and I'm gonna go and buy your domain name. Okay. So you recommend an SSL certificate? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> So that's a good one. <laughs> SSL. Is there actually? They can be. Yeah. yeah. They can be. Because I got hacked last year. Well, you know, I had five sites that got hacked last Like, nasty lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I'm not sure who had their hand up first. Could you explain about the SSL, how to go about it? You know, it comes actually when you buy your hosting plan, there's an option to buy it along with it. If you go with Bluehost. I don't know about the other hosting services. Uh, I don't really know 100% what they offer. I also get a free email address and um, some other fun stuff. I think I got an Office 365 account and some other things with it, but it is an actual option when you buy well, log into your hosting service and see what the options are. Yeah, and if not, you know, just Google SSL certificate and it will come up. And, and if you already have a plan that doesn't have it, yeah, then make a phone call to your hoster and you can add it. I'm sorry, who Hi. Is it true that if somebody, a company somewhere, wants your domain name, that they can pre-set up something because your domain name is due to expire at midnight on a certain day? I can get a notification, yeah. So, yeah, so it's the weekend I'm at the convention, my domain expires, I'll, I'll do this Monday when I get back from the convention, and right after midnight, they're gonna buy that name. They can't do that, actually. They can't do that. And uh, so what happens there is that there is ICANN, and it's an umbrella for all registered. I know okay. So ICANN gives you, uh, there's a window, there's a period of time after it expires for you to be able to buy it back. Okay, and they do send you notification in the mail. Any questions? Physical mail or email? For me? Physical mail or email? Well, I get physical mail. Oh. Yeah, when yeah. I can't, ex yeah, when my domains expire. Yeah. Okay, so, I don't know, where, where are we at here? So, the, when we talk about modernization again with websites, they're designed for the user's experience, not yours. Right. So they're designed to attract people who want to buy your book or whatever's on your want, wants to see any of your content on your website. So it needs to be easy to navigate. It needs to have a clear menu. Okay. Nice clean layout. It doesn't have to be really super busy. You don't have to have everything under the sun on your site. Yeah, a post or a page linking to it as part of your website is great. So, mobile friendly, um, links to social channels, okay? Because traffic doesn't create itself, right? People aren't just gonna find your website. They actually have to link it out into the universe where people are and 
pull it back. So you do that in all kinds of ways. You do that by sharing links on social channels. You share that by getting involved in communities and commenting on other people's blog posts and social media channels. You do that by guest writing. You do that by sharing and marketing events, even if you're not necessarily going to be at them. But if they're relevant to the content that's in your book or who you are or the person you're trying to attract and the audience you're trying to build. So it's a pull in. You have to go and pull it. It's not going to just build it and they'll come. It's not that. It just doesn't work that way. So you need to monetize it. And you monetize it with keywords. And you monetize your social media channels with hashtags. Anybody heard of hashtags? Mm -hmm. Okay, who's using them? So that with, I'm just going to talk about LinkedIn real quick because um, that seems to be the site that we utilize the least with regards to authors. Okay. You have a LinkedIn profile perhaps, but you also need a LinkedIn company page. You're branding you, you're branding your name. So your LinkedIn company page is you, okay? And then you can also have showcase pages. So your showcase pages may be a book launch with your book page, for example. Okay. And with creating an audience and followers on LinkedIn, you absolutely need to be using hashtags until you have at least 300 followers. At least. And that is from the purpose and standpoint of actually cataloging what you're doing on that on that channel. Like on LinkedIn, you actually catalog by author, writer, using that hashtag. And people looking for author, writer, and then your genre, for example, or even more specific, maybe you write about fairies. Maybe you've written about skulls. You're cataloging within LinkedIn, searchably, because I can go and search for that word, okay? Who you are and where you can be found. This is like a card catalog in a library for social media on every platform, including LinkedIn. So in LinkedIn, are you saying you put hashtags only when you post? You can attach hashtags to your articles and your actual posts. Okay. So what I do. But not your profile. I do. Mm -hmm. At the end of your title, your name? Well, depending on what it is and depending if I want it cataloged or not. And there's a, there's a strategy. When you go to market mm -hmm. and you go out into social media channels, you actually have a specific strategy with a goal in mind, mm. right? So give me an example of something you've written. So I'm currently writing my first book, which is a self-help book. Okay, about? Helping people to reconnect to their bodies. Okay, so is it a body-mind book? Is it a, like, let's get, we need to get a little bit more specific for the self, because the self-help, like, this is an example for yeah. marketing. It's so big, yeah. right? And reconnecting to your body 
is so big. I mean, we're talking meditation here. Are we talking yoga? Are we talking food? Or what are we talking about? Are we talking about energy and frequency? That's where you're hashtagging because you actually want to get right down to defining where, how can you help me with my body there? How can you help me connect? Where? Vibration? Uh, eye contact? Uh, meditation? Do I, what do I need to do? Do I need to sleep? That's how specific yeah. we're talking though. That's how strategic you get in your marketing mm -hmm. with those hashtags. With the hashtags. Because you want to catalog that. Yeah. Because you don't want to just find somebody, mm -hmm. uh, for example, that's having a problem with their body. No, I know. You want that person that's having a problem sleeping. If that's what you're right. solving, the problem you're solving. Yeah. Sorry, any other questions? I have a second to oh, that. So okay. if you already have a business, if you already have a page that's like my name, the Cure Beckus, that's my thing on LinkedIn. Okay. So if I'm creating a business page, it's not my name. I'm confused. Is your business your name or do you have another name for your, like if you incorporated? No. Okay. So that's the other thing we all want to incorporate. You want to at least, at the very least, register your trade name. So okay. if you're incorporated yeah. and your author has a different name, so one acts as a publisher, one acts as the writer. So How is that best handled? Within? You have both. Yeah. Websites for both. You have both. Yeah. So back to that question, for example, I would, um, okay, let's put it this way. I'm going to give you actually specific examples because um, We Are Calgary. We Are Calgary is one of my trade names. I run on social media under We Are Calgary. And so that is a page under LinkedIn mm -hmm. with that name. Right. It's not my name because I already have a profile, but it's there. But if my name and that name are the same, mm -hmm. like if I'm Jen Cockton mm -hmm. Incorporated or whatever I am, yeah. that's my page name. Doesn't matter if it's my profile name. I need a page because oh. I'm branding my business. So it's like Facebook, you're saying you have a business page. Yeah, but this, yes, absolutely. Okay. But you can also have showcase pages on LinkedIn, which is perfect for books. Right. So you're saying my name is still Vicky Rebecca's one one actual profile, but then I'm creating another thing for business. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Every everybody needs something for business. If you want to own your domain, brand your name, and build a business and monetize who you are and the reputation they built. And that's exactly what you're doing. When we get right down to it, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, building a platform and branding is the people that you know uh, or that know you, your name, your reputation, and your indus the industry and the niche or genre that you're in and your ability to capitalize on it. That's what it is. So we want to help you modernize your website and all of this other social media stuff pulling into your website to, to help you capitalize on everything that you're, all this energy that you're giving everywhere to everything. Make some money. <laughs> you, you know, um, it was Jonas Saul actually yesterday I was listening to and 
he, I, where you, did anybody see him yesterday? Okay. So at one point he said, it's art, it's personal, but it's also a business. So here we are, we're at 3.38, and I think I can keep going with what I have, or I can just keep asking questions, answering questions. Could you elaborate on YouTube and how we get started on it, and what might work for an author? Or is that too big of all that people No, that's fine, because I think that uh, video is one of the biggest and most important things that you need to be doing to modernize. So um, what I do with regards to YouTube, is I create a Gmail account. And then I can go in and I can do the same thing as I can do on LinkedIn and I brand a channel. And I start doing video. And it could be something as simple as you creating your outline for your book for the first day. You know, or just saying, saying, okay, in the next 90 days I have a commitment to, and start there. Or your book launches, you already know your book launch is scheduled for. So when we do marketing strategy, the suggestion there is that we are creating the marketing as you're writing. So the marketing goes out when you, I might write a book. So it's part of your marketing. I'm going to write a book. Hashtag book, hashtag genre, hashtag book, you know, and then from there, and you just lay it on everybody. Just say it's coming, build excitement, share your adventure with people, tell them, tell them, look, I want to pre sell this. This, I was researching trains today. Do you know anybody, Neil, Neil Enna? He's doing a, a they're doing a, um, train trilogy, right? He's got the cover art. He's been working on this for a year and a half or more. So, you know, you get out there and you go, reading manuscripts for train art, like, go look at trains, take pictures. Like if you're researching, what are you researching? Anybody want to share what they're researching? Oh. Quite a touring era. Okay, so what are you doing with your research? What are you doing to do the research? Okay, I'm getting all kinds of books. I'm looking it up on um, the website. I'm buying books. I'm reading other literature about that time. Okay, do you have an Amazon account? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, do you know that when, uh, that you can share a link on Amazon and earn money off of that link? Share it in post? So With the link from Amazon that says, I bought this book today so and Put it on social media. This is part of my research, and people who buy that book can get a percentage of that money. Sorry, how do you set that up? Amazon. Under what? Where do you look up? Affiliates. Amazon affiliates. Yeah, no, that's okay. Sorry. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, they have an affiliate program, and yeah, but if you have an Amazon account, it's easy enough to go in. And look up affiliate uh, books. You buy new books there anyway. You might as well make some money. I'm already an affiliate, right? Yeah. 
So I have, uh, I bring in this picture of Jillian, which I didn't know wasn't a good idea when I was writing. Okay, but it's not necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, so then I'm thinking I'll change my name. So the kids books, I'll be the name that my dad used to call me. So then do I need all this for that as well? So this is where strategy helps. Yeah. So I'll offer. You know, if you want to actually sit down or to go be there, a 30 minute online consultation that's free, and we'll take a look at what it is that you have and offer some suggestions on where to start. And then, if you want to build a full on strategy or full on marketing plan, or if you want to have somebody build your website, do that. Yeah, I've got somebody that will do some stuff. She's yeah. medium good. Yeah, so, but definitely that's a bigger, that's not something you can answer just a couple minutes. Okay. Yeah. Which is about all we have. Yeah. So it might be a good idea for every fake or different name for every different genre. You want to, you want to hashtag and get into that interest sector somehow, right? So the strategy depends on where you are, what you're already doing, but definitely you can. We call it actually micro-leashing. Oh, well, so we are at, I don't know where everybody needs to be, but we're at 343. Is there anything anybody thought they were going to see today that they didn't and have a question about or? I guess I just want, um, we've kind of been doing this a long time, I've had an old WordPress site, so are we still kind of sitting at where WordPress is probably one of the easiest things to use to build your website? It is not necessarily the easiest. Um, a good web, like a good website that you would recommend? It, okay, WordPress.com yeah. is the only space that I can say I know you're going to 100% own and control. Okay. That's awesome. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, for websites, now I'm curious, is it less is better in terms of content? When we're talking about, no, 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 not, I'm sorry, not in relationship to content. Okay. okay. You want to, those so the, people are really streamlining it. I'm trying to figure out whether or not. That's okay. Um, so, there, there is a theory and there has been a theory for probably 15 or more years um, that you can write your content online and build your book based on that content. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, now I'm talking about like blogs, I'm just talking about like what you're like. So from a user experience? Yeah. Okay. So that's when we want to take a look at what market are you in? Right. Who is your audience? Right. Okay, we will look at, then we're going to look at neuro-linguistic programming. We're going to look at personalities and we're going to see who are you attracting? Who is your actual audience? And your website gets built in a minimalistic fashion mm -hmm. to cater to them the most. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. And I can tell you, I have a major, major sigh of relief because Friday, you can ask this one over here. I was silent. I was going to pull this off. So thank you very, very much. Thank you.